Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey guys, welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate rental properties so you never, ever have to work a job again. Now, what I want to talk to you about is, as we're investors, we're investing all over the country, we're not investing right where we live, there is a need to actually rehab, repair, or fix up the properties that we buy without even seeing it. Now, I own 30 plus properties, and I wanna say literally only one of the properties that I've owned, I saw it before I actually bought it, and I've literally only seen two of the properties out of all the properties that I own. All the other ones, I've utilized property managers, contractors, realtors, handymen, electricians, plumbers, inspectors, I've utilized everybody else to do the business as opposed to me doing the business, flying over there and actually fixing up and getting the properties rented out and doing everything. So I hire other people to do the work. And that's what I wanna share with you today is how to actually do that, how to do it right, and how to guard against people stealing from you. I can't tell you how many times I've heard stories of people paying for a job to be done and then the contractor walking away with the money. They might think that they did the job right or they might have actually stolen the money, but the owner is actually out money and the property's not taken care of well. I want to show you how to guard against that because there's so many pitfalls in actually having people do the work for you out of state. Now, on top of actually rehabbing the property, we got to buy the properties first and buy them right so we're making money every single month. And that's what I want to show you. I want to show you how to invest in real estate rental properties with my free real estate investing course. So if you check in the description, there's a link for it there, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Or I have a fantastic way for you to actually text me. And if you text me the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, it literally comes to me, text the word rental to 33777 rental to 33777. And I will personally give you my free real estate investing course to get you started showing you how to fund the properties, how to find the properties, how to manage the properties, how to have other people do the work for you and you not do any work. And that's what I want to show you how to do. So get that free real estate investing course. It'll be in the description as well. Now, as we're getting started investing, we're gonna buy a property, and more than likely, it's not gonna be completely fixed up. It's gonna need some work. Now, if you remember the six ways that we make money when we're investing in real estate, I'll quickly go over them because they're fantastic. You must hear them over and over again. So the first one is passive income. We make money every single month in passive income. Income minus expenses is our passive income. Next is our equity capture, and that's what we're gonna be talking about today, and forced appreciation is the third one, both of those, we're gonna be talking about those today. Other ones are tax benefits, where they also would have the tenants pay off your actual mortgage for you and market appreciation, so many great things. But what we're gonna talk about today is the equity capture and the forced appreciation. Now, as you buy an investment property, what we're gonna find out is that more than likely, we're gonna buy properties that aren't the best. They are, they need some work. Like there's maybe the yard looks really, really bad. It needs new flooring, it needs new paint. It needs some work to make it not necessarily livable, but to make it nice where somebody's gonna want to rent it out. Now, if we're gonna be flipping the house, 
same exact thing. We got to make sure that it looks good for the person that's going to be buying the property. And if you're going to be doing this out of state, you're not physically walking the grounds. There's so many crucial things that I need to show you how to do this because I've done this so many times. Like I said, I have 30 plus properties now and I've handled the rehab myself. I've even had my property manager. I've even hired contractors. I've done all this stuff. And so I've actually figured out how to do it the wrong way and how to do it the right way. I've ripped out all the bad things that didn't work out well and I kept in all the good things. And that's what I want to share with you. So a couple different ways that you can actually get your property rehab. The first one, easiest one, is you are going to get your property manager to basically do all the, the contracting work. They're going to find all the, the different contractors, the handymen, the plumbers, the roofers. Your property manager is going to do all the work. They're going to manage the rehab. Now, there's a bunch of key tips and pro tips I'm going to give you in, in this one section. But then in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you about how to actually do it yourself, how to actually manage the whole entire everything yourself, make sure you're saving money and not losing money and have them do bad work. But let's talk about having your property manager actually doing the work for you now. If your property manager is capable and, and more than likely, they're going to have either their own crews where they have lots of properties and they have their own crews or own handyman or ha own people that actually go out and do the work. Or if they're not that big, maybe they have maybe 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 properties. They don't have an entire crew. Now, if they have like 100 or 200 properties, they might have a crew because it saves a lot of money. What they would do is they would then hire out a contractor. Now, a big pro tip I want to give you. When you are looking for property managers, you want to make sure that you know how much they're going to charge you beforehand before they actually rehab the property. So here's a big pro tip. Some property managers might actually charge you like 10% to rehab the property. In my opinion, your pro tip is do not have a property manager actually charge you that percentage to actually rehab the property. What they're getting paid for is to actually manage the property and they're gonna be paid monthly to just manage the property. This comes with you know managing the contractors, managing the handyman, that comes with the entire management fee. They're gonna be charging you at least 10%, if not more, for your properties. Now what's gonna happen is you're gonna have some property managers, they're actually gonna be asking you, hey, I require 10% on top of any work done on the property. I'm like, why do you need 10%? Only thing you're doing is managing it. You're making a couple phone calls. You're getting the quotes. You're going to go out there once or twice, you know, once to make sure it's done right. And I'm, I'm telling you, they, all these things I'm actually rolling out for how they're supposed to do it. You're going to go out there one time to take pictures. And pictures are a big key thing. We'll get to that in just a minute. But you're going to take pictures. You're going to look at the property. You're going to walk through the contractor. You're going to make sure that they're ready. They know what to do. Then you're going to just make sure that they're getting it done. And you're going to go out one more time and actually take pictures, look at the, at the entire work that they've done and see if they've actually done a good job. If they haven't done a good job, you better not be paying them. So that's what a property manager would do. Now, that's not a lot of work. They're not actually doing the work themselves. Now, if they are, they would get a quote or give you a quote for them doing the work. Completely understandable. Somebody needs to be paid how or to actually do the work. If it's a property manager or somebody else, totally fine. We just don't need to make sure that we get them paid. The one big pro tip, like I said, do not pay your property managers an extra amount on top of the monthly rental fee that they're going to charge you to do the rehabs or manage rehabs. I've had so many property managers ask that. And in fact, a lot of my students, because I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with students, showing them how to do that, 
we go through the actual property management agreement and we cross out the fees we don't like. And we basically have them take that out of the contract. And remember, everything in this business is negotiable. Everything, even the property management agreement, even the lease agreement, whatever, it's all negotiable. So make sure you're negotiating to benefit you. We want them to also win as well, but we need to make sure you're definitely taken care of very, very well. Now, let's keep going down the process of having a property manager actually manage the property. As they're actually managing the property for you in the rehab, you always, here's a blanket, everything for everything in the property, pictures, 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 pictures. And did I say pictures? Yes, absolutely pictures. You want your property manager giving you pictures. You want the contractor giving you pictures. You want the realtor. Basically, anybody that goes and looks at the property ask them for pictures. The worst they can say is like if it's a, I don't know, electrician that walks by and see, you know, hey, I have a screen door that, that's done. Can you take a picture of that and send it to me? They might not do that. But of their own work, they absolutely must send you pictures, especially the property managers. You need to know beforehand and after. You need to see what's the problem with pictures because you need to verify that there's actually a problem. And if, again, don't have them do any work unless you actually verify there's a problem. They could steal from you if you don't do that. I Trust me, I know from experience. But make sure there's a problem with pictures. And then you, after they get everything done, you then have them send you after pictures. So the property manager must send you before and after pictures if they're doing all the rehab. And even the contractor, hopefully you can get a hold of the contractor. You can actually ask them and talk to them. I also like to talk to the contractors that are working on my properties that the property managers are, are working with just to make sure everything's are working out. I just like to have their number just in case. So you can ask your property manager and they should be able to give you that information as well. And if you are trusting your property manager to actually manage the property, this is a big deal. Like the property managers are quarterback. They're our star. They're the number one player on our team. If we don't have a good property manager, you might as well just throw away your business. Do not have a bad property manager. That being said, you absolutely should be trusting your property manager. So if you trust them already to manage a property, you should trust them to already fix up or rehab the property. Now let's talk about if you're gonna do this yourself. If you are going to handle the rehab, the fixing up, the repairing of the property yourself, there's so much we gotta go over. And a big thing about managing yourself, there's two big things that I see. Number one, you're gonna save a lot of money. You're not gonna be hiring somebody that's actually gonna be charging you money to actually manage the property. When I fixed up one of my properties in Houston, there was probably about $30,000 worth of work that I I never, I never even been to Texas before, never saw the property, managed the entire rehab, eventually got somebody in there, tenant in there, all that sort of stuff, did it all myself. I could have hired a contractor to literally do everything for me but I was the contractor, so I pieced out everything. So there's two different things, you, ways you could do it when you're doing it on your own. Number one, you can have a contractor. You can hire a contractor, say, get this property all nice and pretty and get it the way it needs to be for a renter. The key words are rent ready. You wanna get the property rent ready. That's the very, very crucial key word that you're gonna to need to know is rent ready. Now, when you're talking to a contractor, you're gonna hire them, you're gonna be paying them extra money. Now, they would be doing some of the work themselves, but they would also be taking some money off the top. Like if they got hired an electrician to actually work on the property, they're gonna be taking money off the top, just like a property manager would. So that's why I do like to personally manage big rehabs myself, because if you're doing a $30,000 job, they might charge you at least 10% just to manage everything, which is another $3,000. That's a lot of money. I have some time, let me go ahead and manage that. But you gotta do it right. Okay, so if you hire somebody, 
just like your property manager, you're hopefully going to be able to trust them. But in everything, in everything that I'm talking about, when you're not going to be there, you have to have pictures. That's the only other crucial way that you're going to be able to see what's going on to verify things are getting done or even that it even needs to be done. I, I'm going to give you a, a really, uh, it hurts me to tell you this, but when I first got started, I had a bad, bad property manager. She turned out to be really bad. In fact, she was stealing from me. It was that bad. And so what I found out was she charged me, I think it was $1,000, like $980 to replace a main line. Number one, I didn't approve it beforehand. That's a lot of money. Number two, I don't even know that it actually got replaced. I just all of a sudden saw a $980 charge on my invoice. I didn't know what was going on. So to bar against that, what I do now with all my property managers, and I'm going to give you a big pro tip to bar against having this problem of somebody charging you something without having actual uh, seen that it's work done. What you want to do is say, okay, property manager or contractor or realtor or whoever you're working with, the maximum you can spend without my approval is $100 or $200. The people that I work with, they're really good. And so $200 is my uh, my max. Some landlords actually have like $100 or they don't really trust the property manager too well with maintenance because they begin nickel and dimed. What they do is say every single maintenance thing, you run it through me so I can verify because if you start getting nickel and dimed, just, you know, death by a thousand cuts, cuts you just have a handyman go over there to fix one light switch. Then a handyman going over again three days later, fix the toilet. Then a handyman going over again four days later to fix, you know, the ceiling fan. Whatever it might be, you're just going to get dinged and dinged and dinged. And so as we're managing our own properties, we're going to be able to watch out for that. So what I do is I tell my property managers and all my students, give them a maximum dollar amount that they can actually hit. If, it, if the dollar amount is above $200, then for me, what I tell them is run it through me and I will tell you what I want you to do. I mean, have you get another quote or whatever it might be, which we'll go in through in just a second. Okay, so as you're going this, if you're going to be hiring a contractor, just remember you're going to be paying a little bit extra money, but they're going to be overseeing everything. You're also going to be checking for reviews for contractors, property managers, uh, plumbers, basically anybody that you hire, a good thing is to look at reviews. Reviews on Google, reviews on Yelp. Those are two great ways to find reviews on the people that you're gonna be hiring because you don't wanna hire people who, number one, don't know what they're doing, but number two, have a bad reputation. Now, I would say, if you have somebody that has like a three and a half stars, that might not be bad. But if you have a one star, if they have like 50 people with a one star or a two star total, that's really bad. You wanna try to get companies that have you know, maybe three, four, definitely five stars are great. The more stars, the better, and the more amount of reviews. If they have one review that's a five-star rating, that's not very good. That could have been their mom actually giving them the review. What I look for is a lot of reviews, maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 reviews. And if it's three and a half stars or above, I'd look further into it. But if it's that many reviews and it's like one or two stars, I kind of tend to move on just because it, I look at other people's past experience. But at the same time, I take everything in my brain and disseminate to figure out what's the right decision, what's the best course of action. And as you're finding the right contractor, they're also going to know electricians, plumbers, you're holding them accountable to actually fix up the property. That's the big thing. When they're fixing up the property, you don't pay them unless they get the work done. Now, here's a big pro tip I'm going to give you. Never, never, never pay the contractor upfront all the money. Like I've had some people 
pay the entire amount upfront to the contractor. If it's like a $3,000 job, oh yes, contractor, here's $3,000. Well, what is the incentive unless they're really good people, which more than likely you might get some bad people out there or some people who don't follow through. What's the incentive for them to actually make sure the job gets done and gets done well? That incentive protects you and it protects them and it protects your property. So what I suggest, a big pro tip. So number one big pro tip is do not pay them all the money up front. The big pro tip is split it up in different ways. One way is half up front and then half up at the end. So half up front, half the end is one way to do it. Now, if it's a $1,000 job, yeah, that's great. $500 up front, $500 at the end. But if it's a four or $5,000 job, half up front is still 20, let's say $5,000 is a total. $2,500 up front is a lot of money that they could just walk away with. I'm not gonna do that. As the dollar amount gets bigger, I split up into either thirds or fourths or give them draws. And the reason why is because I want them, I wanna pay them for the work that they've done, the work they're prepared to do in the beginning and let them get paid as they go. That's the big thing is we wanna obviously make sure that they're taken care of, but we don't wanna get uh, you know, money stolen from us. We don't wanna get the shaft. And so what we're gonna do is if it's a normal job, that's like $3,000, what I always talk to my all my contractors and everybody doing any work is said, I'll pay you in thirds. A third up front, a third, maybe two thirds of the way through. So you'll get a lot of work done. And then two thirds, I will pay you another thousand dollars. And then once everything's done, I'll pay you the last thousand dollars. So you get three thousand dollars total. So that's a big pro tip. Never pay up all up front. And then also break it up into payments. The lower the payments that protect you, the better. But that's what you want to do. You want to work with a contractor, make sure that gets done. So that's a <laughs> Huge pro tip, I know so many people have lost so much money by doing this the wrong way, by just paying up front. You don't want to have that happen. So that's with contractors. Contractors are great because they're gonna be taking care of the work for you. You're not gonna to have to think about it. Like the whole property, the, the thoughts of rehabbing, is it getting done? All that stuff is not on your plate. Now you're gonna be paying extra money. What if you wanna save an extra $5,000 by managing it yourself. I know for my property, the one specifically I'm thinking about in Houston where I had like a 30,000, I even had a, I think it was a $15,000 septic system that I had to put in. If I had a $15,000 septic system and hired a contractor, they would have asked for 10% on top of that. That'd be what, $1,500 just to have another company put in a septic system. I was like, why would I pay some? I could do that. I'm just be calling them on the phone and making sure they get it done. Long story short, what I did was I saved myself at least $3,000 managing it myself because it was like I said it was a $30,000 job with that $30,000 job I was able to save $3,000 minimum because I managed it myself now you also save money because you're piecing it out and you're giving a company a, a big lump sum for a certain project like this the um Septic system, exact same thing. I paid them for the entire project. Or all the electrical. I hired an electrical company and had them do all the electrical all at once. So if you think about how you can break it up to save money, that's the best way to go. Now, let me help you out by giving you a huge pro tip before I go any further down managing the property yourself, managing the rehab yourself. This is the biggest pro tip outside of not paying everything up upfront. You don't wanna do that. But here's a huge pro tip that I'm gonna give you. You want as much information from other people, from many different sources as possible so that you can understand the big picture. If you just talk to one person and say, hey, electrician, did you do the work? Yes, I did. Okay, thank you. What if they lied to you? I'm not saying that they would, but what if they lied to you, you're stuck and you have, it's gonna be a big problem with this electrician not actually doing the work and you've already paid them. Here's the big pro tip. 
You want as many eyeballs on everything checking each other's work as possible. Now here's how it's gonna work out. What you're gonna do is every single person that enters into the property, you have them check on the other person's work. Not saying like, hey, you know, Bob, the electrician, I want you to double check the plumber because he's a bad guy. No, don't even say like that. This is how you're gonna say it. Because the more information from other people, the better. And this is literally what happened to me. I had a sliding glass door, just one example. I had a sliding glass door that I had to replace. It wasn't opening well, it actually was broken and all that sort of stuff, and I need to have it replaced. Well, I had a handyman or contractor, one of the two, actually put in, no, no, sorry, it was an entire sliding glass door company. So the company was supposedly good, but I wanted to check. They sent me pictures, which was great. They opened it up, they told me everything was good. Everything looked good. But what I did was I had two other people. There was a plumber that was going through there and an electrician going through there. I asked them both. I said, hey, hey, Bill, you know, the, pl the plumber, you're gonna be going to the bathroom. Would you please open the sliding glass door and close it? Just get a quick eyeball, like take two seconds. Just look at it. Let me know that it's done. You don't have to take pictures or anything. If you could, that'd be great. But just let me know how it opens, you know, if it's good work. And then calls me back. Hey, everything looks great. Sliding glass door is perfect. Like, fantastic. So I have a third party. I even tell the electrician, hey, Tom, electrician, would you please open the sliding glass door and close it and just let me know what you think. Tom calls me, hey, thing's awesome. Oh, great, perfect, thank you. I have three people, two verified what one person did. Now, at the same time, let's say, for instance, I had somebody outside working on the yard and they're working on the yard, you know, they're, they're you know, planting things or cleaning. I might talk to them and said, hey, I had a plumber go in there and, you know, there was a, a problem with the toilet. The plumber said they fixed it. Can you just go in there flush the toilet, and if you, obviously if you need to use it, go right ahead, but could you flush the toilet just to make sure, you know, you don't see any leaks, everything sounds good, they installed a brand new toilet or whatever it might be, I just wanna verify that's done, would you please do that for me? More than likely they're gonna say yes, absolutely, that's totally fine, it's gonna take me two seconds anyways to do that. So you wanna utilize everybody else, and I know, so I read the Bible, and I know that what the Bible says is that the multitude of counselors or more people telling you information can help you make wise decisions. And so if I have multitude of counselors or a lot of people telling me their opinion, they, what they see, if they take pictures or their advice or whatever, I could disseminate that all in my brain to figure out the best course of action. So the big pro tip again, have all the other contractors or electricians, basically everybody touching that property, you wanna talk to them and have them tell you what's going on in that property and verify other people's work. Now, when you are selecting different companies like an electrician or a painter or something like that, what I strongly suggest is looking at their portfolio of work. Look at their portfolio for what they've done in the past because past reputation is gonna show what's gonna happen in the future most likely. If you show me that somebody has no portfolio of work, like they haven't ever painted anything or at least they never show you what they painted in the past, I'm gonna be less apt to actually hire them because I, I don't see what they've actually done in the past if I don't actually know what they've done. Another great tip is on top of their portfolio, usually they have a website, you can go look at the website and see what they've done and their, their past experience or what their past jobs were. Another one is getting references. A reference could either be calling up a personal reference of theirs, not sorry, not a personal reference, calling up a business reference, somebody that they've already done work for, and just say, hey, one, one or two minutes of your time, you know, how was Bill? How did he go? Okay, good. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Bye. Click. Super, super simple. But the references can also be Yelp and Google, those type, different companies that I've talked to you about already, and see what types of reviews they have. Because you want to know exactly what they have done in the past 
So that would hopefully dictate the future. Now, here's another thought. If you already know their work just by seeing everything they, they've done, then you can kind of example what it's gonna happen in the future. Now, let me give you a specific example of this. So with my real estate and coaching that I do, I coach people one-on-one -on -one how to invest in real estate from finding to buying to um, uh, getting fun, financing and managing the property and getting and making money, saving money, losing money. I teach them how to do all that stuff. I do get people that wanna join with me one-on-one -on -one and they ask the question, hey, Dustin, can I talk to one of your students to get a referral from you or from them about you? And I did used to, I used to do that in the beginning, honestly. I used to say, okay, let me talk to Chuck or let me talk to Bill and let me talk to Susie and get their number and see if they're okay with talking to you. I found out that it just was more of a hassle for my students. Now, here's the reason why I don't give out any more references anymore or have anybody call a current student is because Everybody listening to this podcast, everybody watching this on YouTube. So if you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash YouTube, I have so much more content on how to do everything there as for real estate investing. So all of my content, all of my books, literally everything that I do shows you, number one, I have experience. Number two, I've done it before. Number three, I know what I'm talking about. So because of all that combined, I can actually prove that I know what I'm talking about. Same thing with a contractor, same thing with a realtor, same thing with a plumber or electrician. If you can see what they've done in the past, if you can know what they've done, you can see their experience, then you can go with them. So the big thing I want to let you know is you want to go with companies that you can trust. You want to go with companies that are actually going to get the job done, not that are the cheapest. And I'll trust me, I've actually hired the cheapest and I'll give you a bad story about that. So I hired a handyman who said, oh yes, I can do flooring, I could do electrician or electrical work, I could do plumbing, I could do X, Y, and Z, I could do all this sort of stuff. And he gave me a good price. Turns out he had no clue, well, he absolutely did not have any clue of what he's doing. So he bought the wrong stuff. So imagine laminate flooring, the lock-in laminate flooring, looks like wood, but it's not real wood. I told him that's the type of flooring that I want inside the property. What he did was he bought the laminate square stick on um, little square tiles. They're horrible. Like there's a, it's like a sticker. You peel off the back of the, the tile and then you stick it down. Those are the worst thing. And a big pro tip, never ever use those. Those will literally look horrible and actually have to cost you money to replace them. So this guy bought, number one, use my money to buy that junk. Number two, put it all down. And number three, I had to pay somebody to come and rip it all out all over again and then do it right. So you wanna hire the right people, not the cheapest, which I've done in the past because I'm very frugal. You guys know I'm very frugal. I now hire the right people, pay a little money up front as opposed to paying to do it once, paying to rip it out, and then paying to do it again. You don't wanna do that. Now, as you're going through and actually managing the project yourself, you want to hold everybody to a schedule. The big question you always must ask is, what's your timeline? That's a big question. What is your timeline to get this job done? If it's six months from now, hey, that's I, I gotta get this thing rented. No, I need six weeks or I need one week or whatever it might be. You need to know the time schedule that they're gonna be able to put into and get done so you can actually get the property rented. Now you as the contractor, and this is what a contractor would do, you would need to schedule everybody in order. Like you, it would not be smart to do the flooring first and then paint the walls. It'd be better to paint the walls in case there's any drops of paint or anything like that. 
then change the flooring out because the flooring is not going to affect the paint. Things like that, you have to make sure that you put them in order. You don't want to have to do something twice or have something new that you're going to be doing that's going to be detrimental to something that you've already done. So make sure you put them in the proper order. And as each of these contractors or repairmen or handymen or electricians, as they're going, you want to get updates. You want to be almost like a daily update, if not every other day updates, if you are managing yourself. Now, for me, I have property managers do everything, so they get all the updates. I get the updates when it starts, maybe somewhere in the middle. Hey, how's it going? And then at the end is when I get the last update. So what I want to tell you, if you're managing it yourself, if you're the contractor, you need to get updates almost every single day. If they're not working on your property, then that's another day that's going to take longer for you to actually make money. So you're not going to get somebody in there. It's going to take that much longer. You want to hold them to that schedule and put their feet to the fire. Your job as your own contractor, honestly, is to be the bad guy. Like, hey, get this job done. It's not getting done right. Like, don't be afraid of hurting their feelings. It's a business. You need to run your business like a business. And this is one tip that I'll give you. Imagine or act as if you were a third party. Act as if you don't own the building, you don't own the property, you're not, you don't have a vested interest in this property, act that way, and then you'll say, you know what, I'm working for this person, I got to get this done. Here's what I did. Here's a, almost like a big pro tip that helped me to get past this, because I got, well, you know what, I could, I could be patient, I could be lenient, but then I realized what's happening now is my bosses, my bosses for my real estate investing business is my wife and my children. That's who they are. They're my bosses. If I'm not holding these people to the time schedule, to saving me the most money, making me the most money, my bosses are not going to be happy because they're not going to have food to eat. They're not going to be able, we're not going to be able to pay the mortgage and all that sort of stuff. And so if you put yourself as a third party saying, I am doing this for my boss, which is my spouse and my kids or whatever, however it plays out. If you have that perspective, it switches in your brain where you're like, no, I'm holding you accountable. I'm not going to be lenient because my bosses are not going to be lenient to me. They need to eat. You don't need to tell them this, that your bosses are your kids and your wife or your, your husband. Um, but you want to make sure that they understand you are just a third party. You're holding them accountable and it helps you mentally to hold their feet to the fire to get that job done. Now, on selecting different companies that you're going to be working with, there's two major things that I want to tell you or walk you through. Number one, if they're hard to get a hold of, if they don't call you back, if they are not actually good at communication before they have your business, imagine how bad it's going to be when they already have your business or, or and when they actually have your money, like you paid them up front. How hard is it going to be to work with them if that happens? So that's one thing I would say is you want to work with a company that has great communication. I can't tell you. So there was one, uh, I will tell you. So there was one contractor who was doing a lot of work on one of my properties, a lot of work. And it was almost irritating how many updates I was getting at daily pictures, everything, just getting update after update after update. I was getting irritated, but then I had to check myself because I realized I know so much more about my property now, even though it's like bothering me because I have to, you know, pause my video game playing or whatever it might be um, to check out the text. It's so much better because I know everything about my property. So know more by having your contractors or whoever's working on your property over communicate, encourage them to over communicate, give them more pictures, say more pictures, the better. That's what you want. And the other part of that, when you're finding the right one, you want to interview them. Like you don't just say, Hey, do you do the work? Are you an electrician? Can you do this? Okay. Let me have you No, ask them, 
what have you done in the past? Like, have you experienced something like this? Like, let's say the dryer is not working and you're like, oh man, this is bad. Don't just call up the electrician and say, hey, electrician, dryer is not working. Can you go over there and fix it? Okay, good. Get over there and fix it. No, we say, well, have you experienced this in the past? What do you think it could be? And are you able to manage it or take care of that? Let, walk through that. You need to interview them for whatever you're going to be doing, especially that's going to help you to understand their experience. Because if they just say, yes, I can do it, but they can't tell you either how or what they've seen in the past, that's the thing, like I was saying, with the Master Passive Income podcast or the YouTube channel, you're hearing that I absolutely know what I'm talking about. Like I have a passion for this and I almost feel like I can't you know, speak fast enough. That's just, it comes out that fast. And so if somebody, if you're talking to somebody and they're saying, well, um, you know, you know, the, the dryer, it, it probably, you might be, the dryer might be broken or you know, if they, if they don't sound sure about themselves, more than likely they might not be sure about the work that they can do. So that's my suggestion is definitely interview them, make sure that they know what they're talking about. And I'm going to give you one of the biggest pro tips. Actually, man, I'm just full of pro tips today. So a big pro tip that I'm going to give you is get multiple quotes. Getting multiple quotes is going to be the best thing for you and your business. And here's the reason why you're going to save so much money. I mean, literally, you're going to save so much money. And you're also going to know what the differences are that other people might see. Let's say you have a specific problem in the property. You go to contractor A and they'll analyze it. They'll say what's wrong with it and then give you a quote for that job. Well, number one, you could just go with that contractor. But if you get two other contractors, so three total looking at the property and giving you a quote, some might catch things that the others didn't. You might have a better quote over here. You might be able to piece out and like say, hey, this contractor said there's 15 things that need to get done. This contractor said there's 12. This contractor said there's 20 things to get done. You can pick and choose and you have a better perception of what's wrong with the property. So get multiple quotes. So you're gonna save a load of money. You're gonna know more about the property and then you can even piece it out. Let's say you had the three different contractors. You can have one through six with one contractor, seven through 10 with another contractor and the rest with a third contractor. You can absolutely do that. You do not have to actually you know, go with only one contractor. And so as you're going through this entire process of rehabbing the property, make sure you're guarding yourself every single step of the way. Make sure that you're not gonna actually have these pitfalls of paying upfront and losing money because they don't get do the work or they do the work poorly. I've had so many different students actually get poor work done because they didn't follow this process. We need to follow this process. I've even fell into this and this is how I figured it out. I've lost so much money. Now you guys are fantastic. I really, really appreciate you to be here with the Master Passive Income Show. I hope that you subscribe. I hope that you just share this with one person and give me a thumbs up or give me a star rating. I really, really appreciate you guys to be here. You guys are fantastic. Get out there, start investing. Don't forget my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. I want to show you how to start investing. All right, guys, you take care of yourselves. I'll see you next time.